You're listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church. We have been in the midst of a series called the season of the month of gratitude. Sorry, I got off there because I wanted to talk a little bit about what we're going to do next week and then in December. Next week, Randall Worley is going to conclude our series on a month of gratitude. Then I'm going to kick off a new season called the season of expectancy. So we'll be looking at the coming birth of Jesus and what that means to us and why it's so important. And then we will conclude December actually on Saturday, Christmas Eve. We're going to have a Christmas Eve candlelight service, which has really been a highlight for us over the last almost 13 years, I think so. And then we won't have Sunday morning Christmas. We'll just let everybody celebrate with their families, which may be unusual for some people, but that's what we're going to do. He's still alive, whether we're in church or not. So anyway, we have so many amazing people in our church, and part of my job is to help identify them and um, give them opportunities to share what they have. We saw last week, how many of you were here for Josiah's message last week? That was great. That was great. We plan on hearing from him some more in the future. But this morning, we are going to welcome David Valier to speak with us this morning. And David and um, Ellery have two little boys, Jacques and Johan. Which one is the little, the littlest one? Johan, yeah. I was spelling his name uh and almost spelled jihad because I thought uh, that little guy would just knock stuff down. <laughs> but I thought that's probably inappropriate, so I won't even mention that. <laughs> but um, David is remarkable. I have known him. I bet we've known each other over 20 years. But David, from 2014 to 2020, was the worship director at Morningstar, and he eventually was over communications, conferences, media, marketing, publications, and a worship school of uh, 50 students. How he had time for children, I will never know. Nevertheless, now he is the worship and um, the chief creative officer of Awaken the Dawn, which I call like a worship outreach ministry. They got a big tent. They do a lot of events and um he also has Wild Love, which is a worship event. They've been doing it here the last couple of months um, on a Thursday night once a month, and that's really been good. I want to let all of you know about that some more. And who can believe it? He won a preaching contest when he was 16 years old with um, the Assembly of God National Preachers Association. I have no... <laughs> But now he's a part of our congregation, so if he doesn't do well, maybe we can get you the tape for when he was 16. So anyway, here's David. That was quite the intro. Yeah, it was for a fine arts thing. I was forced to do it. You, ever, you guys ever heard of the Assemblies of God? Anyone in here? 
it was a, uh, it, a literally a preaching competition. Now, how you like score that? I have no idea, but you know, anyway, it was a preaching competition and I, I spoke on, uh, Elijah and Elijah, the double portion and I rocked the house. Okay. I'm talking about people were on the floor. They were wailing, won an award and uh, it was amazing. So anyway, uh, so grateful to be here with you guys this morning and honestly, just so grateful to call you guys family. Uh, I, I did, I wanted to start off just by being really clear in saying that, uh, QCC is such a gift. Um, and I just, I just want us to, uh, really know, uh, what a special place this is. And I, I want to say to you, Robin, like, you know, speaking of the month of gratitude, like, man, me and my family are so grateful to be here. Um, you know, as someone in ministry, I've been in ministry for a while, uh, you can be in places and be a part of movements or whatever. And sometimes it just doesn't click fully with your family. Like, and, and, and that's not speaking against, I've been involved with a bunch of different things, but it's special when you find some place where you and your entire family can call home. And this has been that place. Like it's been such a healing place for my wife. It's been such a great place for my kids. You guys don't complain when Johan is running around, you know, getting in your face while you're like wailing, you know, crying on the floor, having a moment. Johan's like in your face, like, hey, you know, and you're, y'all are okay with it. And, uh, it's just been so special. So I just want to say thank you, QCC. Thank you, Robin and Donna. Thank you to all the leadership here. It's just such a wonderful place to be. Hey, so I was, um, wondering if we could actually start off like this. I'd like us all to close our eyes. Um, and I just want us to begin to think uh, and begin to position our hearts towards Jesus and just take like 30 seconds to a minute and just start to think about the things that you are grateful and thankful for in your life. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to just mention a few things, but like your family, your uh, you know, finances or lack thereof, <laughs> your, uh, your friends, your relationships, uh, your cars. I mean, let's get down to the nitty gritty, all the little things, the big things, but let's just think about that. And let's just in, in, in a way, just kind of begin to worship in that sense. It doesn't have to be through a song or whatever, but sometimes just thinking about the goodness of God positions us to be in this place of thanksgiving. So just for like 30 seconds, I'm just going to be quiet, and I just want us to think of that. Just really position our hearts, and then we're going to jump right in. So it's going to be kind of awkwardly quiet for like 30 seconds, but just go for it. For the feelers in the room, you could, you could actually feel a little bit of a shift because, you know, there's something about when we put our eyes on Jesus. It's awesome. So uh, I'm going to jump right in here, but we're going to spend most of our time in Psalms 100. I'm sure many of you are familiar with Psalms 100. Uh, it's only five verses, but we're going to jump in and really look at that and see uh, just how thanksgiving and gratitude can be a place that we can position our lives to be in. It's not just a bunch of words. It's not all these like different steps. It's actually practically written out in the word, and I want to look at that. But before we do that, I want to read a little quote from uh, Charles Spurgeon. It says this, Our happy God should be worshipped by a happy people. A cheerful spirit is in keeping with his nature, his acts, and the gratitude which we should cherish for his mercies. I love that quote. Our happy God. That's a big one. 
That is a huge one. God is happy. Now, that doesn't mean he's perpetually happy. He probably gets ticked off at some of the things we do. I know my life. He, he gets mad at me probably like every other day, maybe every other 30 minutes. Like He's like, David, what are you doing? However, he's happy because of my devotion towards him. He's happy because we choose to gather here on a Sunday morning and love him. He's happy because we take a Thursday night, take three hours, and minister to his heart. Do you get what I'm saying? And so when we're aware of that kind of thing, things change. And so I love what he says here is that our happy God should be worshipped by a, this is the next part, a happy people. In other words, those of us that follow the Lord, there is joy in that. Right? Listen, I'm, ta- in the re- I'm going to push this really hard this morning because in thanksgiving and in, and in gratitude, there is this joy that's unspeakable. In other words, we don't know how to articulate it. We don't know how to actually even unpack it because it doesn't make sense to us. Because yes, in life there is pain and there is sorrow and there is hurt. But then somehow, some way, we've got this thing that we're attached to and his name is Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit that we find this perpetual joy that we can't explain. And it's so amazing because in this quote, it's like he's saying, man, Listen, spirit, soul, mind, body, be happy because we have a happy God. We have a God that we can say, oh my goodness, even though I'm going through every trial, every worry, every kind of thing, I could say, thank you. I can look and say, I'm breathing. Do you ever think about that? I wake up, you want to know something funny? I'm kind of a hypochondriac, just okay, let you in on, on my life. I'm not kidding. These two guys right here, they've shared a room with me. We travel a lot. They know I literally wake up like this every morning. <gasps> I'm alive. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my God. You know, like cause I, when I go to sleep, I am like a hundred percent positive. I'm not waking up. I don't know why. It's just a thing that happens. You know, I need deliverance and, or, or need to go see Adam or something, but like I, I've got stuff in me. I don't know why I'm like freaking out, but like every morning I wake up and maybe it's like the Holy Spirit. This is what he's allowing me to do to force me to be in a thankful place. Cause I literally wake up and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I'm alive. You know? And, uh, but it's, it's true. Like there's something that happens when we wake up and we, we just look at Jesus. We're intentional about it. We say, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to look at him and say, thank you. Does that make sense? So I know that we go through a lot and I know I'm not trying to, um, tell you that, yeah, ignore all that other stuff. I I've been in that kind of culture before. That's really unhealthy. I'm not saying that we got to process that we got to do all those things. However, when we look at Jesus, there's hope. There's joy, there's peace, there's, there's understanding, and there's something that just makes it beautiful. So anyway, lest I preach only on this quote, uh, I, I want to I really start where Josiah left off and, and just kind of go through that scripture that I mentioned and, uh, and, and talk about how we can stay in the gratitude and thanksgiving of the Lord. Uh, and, and here's the thing. One of the biggest keys is, in which Psalms 100 breaks down, staying in a position of gratitude and thanksgiving ultimately boils down to a position of worship. Can I tell you guys, worship is the key, like for real. Like, I know you guys have heard that and they're like, yeah, worship. But like for real, worship is the key to staying attached to Jesus. Because what does it do? Worship actually takes our eyes off of us and we look at him. If you've noticed, there's something really special about when we sing songs that are directly about Jesus. Have you guys heard that? 
or like notice, like we'll sing some songs and they're kind of like, you know, in between. But when there's those songs that are just like, you know, let me take an example here. Uh, what's that one that's super popular? Um, all the earth will shout. You realize what happens in a room when that, when that, when, when that is sung? It's like you could be going through all the stuff and then all of a sudden you look at Jesus and everything changes. All of a sudden, thanksgiving opens up. All of a sudden, gratitude opens up. All of a sudden, your eyes are no longer on yourself, but you're looking at the man who provides every answer to all of your questions. Does that make sense? And so it's something beautiful when we look at Jesus. So if you want to live in thanksgiving and gratitude, stay tethered to Jesus. And today, that's what I'm going to talk about the most is Jesus. We got a lot of other stuff. We got all these you know, steps and, and, you know, processes and all that kind of thing. But the end of each of those processes and steps is the man, Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? It's like, man, when we look at him and we say, oh my God, it's always been you. It's always going to be you. Everything shifts, everything changes. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've got the answer. But how many of you get into the place where you kind of forget what that answer is. Like in me, it's like every other day I I'll be up here preaching. And then in two days, I'm going to go through this and be like, man, what's the problem? I just can't get through it. And I'm gonna be like, Oh crap. It's Jesus. You get what I mean? It's like, man, we are some stubborn people. And that's why I think the Lord gave us the word. Okay. Very simple things. If we stay in the word, we stay tethered to Jesus. We worship. We're going to be okay. I know that sounds like really basic and some of us who like to suffer, cause I know there's some of us in this room, I get it. You know, just people just like to suffer. You're like, I need something a little bit more complex. I'm sorry. There's not a more complex answer. It's just Jesus. All right. But I mean, if you want to make it more complex, good on you. All right. So, uh, it's a whole life approach, by the way. When I say worship, it's not just the, the moment and the act. Do you get what I'm saying? And, and again, I'm, I know some of this is like, you've heard it a million times, but it's like, we've got to beat this into our brains. It's not just coming in on a Sunday morning singing. It's not just doing this and that. It's actually a positioning of our life to worship with him unto him. In other words, in the mundane stuff, we're worshiping him. Okay. In, in, when we come on a Sunday morning, we're worshiping him when we're with our kids and they're driving us crazy. And they say, uh, like Johan, every, Freaking two seconds, bar, bar, bar. It's a, he wants a uh, breakfast bar, bar, bar. And you're just like, ah, it's worship. You're worshiping when you are loving your kids, when you're with your wife, when you're at your home, when you're doing all the job you don't like. What if we position our heart in a different way and that helps us stay grateful and thankful is because we're doing everything unto him as an act of worship. And so when our mind shifts in that direction, something begins to change. Do you know the greatest commandment is to worship? Now you're probably going to say, no, it's actually to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love others. What do you think that is? I've actually had people argue with me. I've said this. Some guy pulls me aside. He's like, you're wrong. I'm like, how am I wrong? And he's like, it's to love the Lord your God. I'm like, what is worship? He was like, oh. (laughs) But honestly, it's to worship. It's literally to love the Lord your God with all your heart, Mind, soul, and strength. So he's not saying just through song. He's saying even in when you're doing, like he's saying every little thing, worship me, be with me, live a life with me. When we live a life with God, it's so much better. I'm telling you, it's so much better. 
So, uh, you know, I want to make a couple of points here before we uh, jump into Psalms 100. This is not a religious striving thing. It's not an obligation. It's a heart devotion. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a it's a it's a way of discipline. Uh, it, I think Sarah kind of leaned in on this when she was singing. Uh, she was talking about how it's a choice. There's such amazing power in in choosing to live in this position of life, in positioning your heart to worship, in positioning your heart to stay thankful and grateful. How many of you? It's hard to choose to be grateful sometimes. Like for real, like you, you are, you are thinking about all the other things. I mean, social media, my goodness, you're looking, you're seeing all these like cute family pictures and they look like they're getting along and like they're traveling. Like the, you people that travel with your kids, I look at that and I'm like, I ain't going to be grateful. I can't take these kids anywhere. You know what I mean? But like, I'm seeing these people take their kids to Paris and Italy all around my age. And I'm like, I would be in the worst mood with the worst attitude. Uh, but like, when, when you, when you kind of get away from that and you just choose to be grateful and thankful, something shifts, something changes. You no longer are looking inward. You're not, you're no longer saying, Oh, look at my situation. You're actually saying, man, look at these beautiful kids I have. Look at this beautiful family. Look at this home I have. Look at, you know, the friendships I have. Look at the, you know, whatever. You can just go down the list. Like I look at my PS5 sometimes. I'm like, yes, thankful. Like I got one. You know, you don't. Ha ha. You know what I mean? But like, it's little things like that. And uh, I'm telling you, there's just something about staying in that place. Um, You know, another thing I want to say too is as we're about to read Psalms 100, I know I'm building up this Psalms 100, but I want to do it on purpose, is because uh, we we need to really, really know the value of the Word of God, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's such a practical tool. I, I, I personally think it's like the first and uh, goat, greatest of all time, uh, dummy's guide to life. <laughs> um, and like, honestly, like, I, I, I've talked to a lot of students. I've had a lot of students over the years. And, and they've, they've all been like, man, where can I find all the questions to my life? And I'm like, read the Bible, read the word. Uh, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, pretty much at least our foundational answers are in the word. And if you want to stay grateful and you want to stay thankful, be really rooted in that. As I mentioned earlier, because like there's something that opens up when we read the word and we are continually digesting it. So I know sometimes you, you feel like it's this religious, thing that you have to do over and over and over, but actually it's a discipline to remind your spirit and your soul to stay thankful and grateful because he laid out literally all throughout the word from Genesis to revelation, different things that we can apply to our lives. It's beautiful. And we get to what we get to do it by seeing the mistakes. That's really what the Bible is. A lot of times the mistakes and the, and the, the different journeys of other people's lives that just got documented into this infallible word of God. And now we can live out our life through just the clarity and the, and the, and the, the inspiration of God. And it's beautiful. Like, and, and again, I'm, I'm saying these kinds of things because I want to encourage our spirit and our soul not to forget the root of where this thanksgiving, this great, this gratitude comes from. It comes from the, the word. It comes from the Holy Spirit and it comes from a lifestyle of worship. And man, I want that to hit you because when we walk away from here, I hope that we are again reminded in the deep of who we are, why we're doing this, who we are who we are worshiping, and where our source is. Our source is Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the word of God. It's a beautiful thing. All right, 
let's jump into Psalms 100. So I'm going to read a couple of different versions. Uh, but I, uh, I'm going to read the NIV first. And then I'm going to read the Passion. Uh, little, little side note. I don't know how you guys feel about the Passion. I feel like this is a Passion Church, right? Passion Translation Church? Okay. Because I read the Passion Translation at uh, a certain movement. Thousands of people very into prayer, and they did not like that. Let me just say that, okay? So, uh, and I could feel it in the room, so I read it twice, uh, <laughs> just because it was fun. Um, but anyway, what I love about Psalms 100 is it actually gives us a practical step-by-step guide on how to stay in this posture of thanksgiving and gratitude on a daily basis, and we're going to break that down, okay? So I'm going to read the NIV first. It says, shout for joy all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise him. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. All right, so I'm going to read that one. And then I want to read the Passion Translation, which I like better, just to be honest with you. It's just really great. Uh, okay, verse 1, Passion Translation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere, worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way. Ooh, that's a good one. Sing your way into his presence. We could talk about this one all day long, okay? But I'm not going to do it. All right. Verse three, and realize, no, now that's a good one. Realize, no, what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through, this is a really good part right here. You can pass through his open gates with the password, thank you, or praise. Woo. All right, sorry. When, just, I get, when you get me going, I'll sing. Okay, come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Man, is that not just amazing? When you read that, I mean, the Passion Translation, you know, call it heresy. I call it beautiful. It's just amazing. Like, it's, it's just the way that just opened up and showed you, okay, this is what I can do every day. It's amazing. So I want to I wanna look at it. Okay, so verse 1 says, lift up a great shout of, of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. To me, this is an invitation. This is an invitation to the whole world to say, just worship God. Like, start off your day. Look at God. Give him a shout. Give him, give him, give him something. And so I don't think it's necessarily like, hear me here. I don't think it's necessarily like, get up, shout, do it. You gotta, like, you gotta do this. I think it's an invitation to just say, look at Jesus. Look at God. Look at him and give him your, your song. Give him your life. Give him whatever. But start off that way. Everyone, everywhere, do it. Like, I love that part. It's just like, it's that simple. It's worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Now, this part's powerful. How many of you guys like singing in the shower, singing in your car? My place is the car, okay? Do things change when you begin to sing and look at Jesus through song? How awesome is it that through his word, he gives us this little practical tool that says sing 
your way into his presence. Now, mind you, you can look all throughout the scriptures. There are several places in scripture that tell you sing. And it's like, then this is where it opens up to me. It's, it's, it's saying, oh my gosh, the Lord knows us so well that he knows a little thing like singing can shift my heart into a place of thanksgiving and gratitude. And I can actually sing my way into his presence. And so I want to just encourage you that the Lord gives us little practical tools like this so that we can actually have a very easy access into his presence. It's that, it's that, it's that easy. It's that quick. And again, I know this makes like theologians skin crawl because you're like, you're not complicated. It's not complicated. It's literally that simple. It's that we just have to look at him and he gives us little tools like I enjoy when you sing to me. So sing and then I'll be right there with you and you'll be right there with me. Where, by the way, you, you are supposed to belong at all times anyway. Like if we really want to get serious about it. And so I love that, that we can sing our way into his presence with joy. And then realize what this really means, that we have the privilege of worshiping God. And to me, this is this has a lot to do with what our friend shared last week about remembering and that we have to, we can realize that we have the privilege of worshiping the Lord, that we can look back and look at all the things like Sarah's song today, like, man, you are good. I love that song because it reminds me of all the good things that he's done. It reminds me of all the goodness that's been in my life. Yeah, there's been a bunch of stuff that has sucked, but there's also been these, these good moments where I know the Lord is with me and he reminds me. And so what a privilege we have to give ourselves away to the Lord through song, through worship, through acts of love towards him, through just even thinking about him. It's a beautiful thing. And so this is the way we can position ourselves every day. And then verse four, you can pass through his open gates with the password. Thank you. Or the password of praise. I love this one. So you want to start off and have a heart of thanksgiving and gratitude. Enter in through his gates every day with thank you. With thank you. Somehow, some way, say thank you. You know, I, I saw uh, Bill Johnson speak about this, uh, you know, gratitude and Thanksgiving one day. And he was just encouraging the whole congregation. Just make a list. Make a thank you list to the Lord. What are you thankful for? And just keep it up. Keep it up every day. What if that's a way? Just little disciplines like that. And so one of the things I get from reading this scripture is that enter his gates through the password praise and thank you is that his gates are open. His gates are open wide for us to go through. They're not shut. We've got the password. It's, it's thank you and praise. And so every morning when we say thank you and we look at him, we're, be, we're able to enter right in to his presence, enter right in to where he is. We don't have to strive. We don't have to fight for it. We're there. As Bobby Hussey would say, no sweat. We ain't going to have to sweat about it. We can just walk right in. And I love that. How many of you guys have ever experienced that when, when you say thank you, you're just kind of like immediately with him? Uh, again, I'll reference worship services. When we start with, with Thanksgiving, something changes. I've always noticed when a set starts with Thanksgiving, you don't have to fight so much. It's just because, again, eyes are off us. We're looking straight at him. The gates are open. According to the word, it literally says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And so when we look at this and we actually make this practical, man, it's like, oh, he, he literally laid it out for us. And so, yeah, so just enter in 
with thanksgiving. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. Now, isn't that a truth? He's always wanting to receive you. He's always ready to receive you. Now, mind you, it didn't say he's always ready to receive the perfect you. This is a big key. When we're bringing our thanksgiving and ourselves and our gratitude towards him, you realize you can actually bring yourself. This is one thing I had to just fight off of me was this religious thing of I could only approach him in a certain way. When I grew up, I was, I was brought up in a different, like I pretty much was like, I need to go and like take a Clorox bath, like, you know, like tear my clothes, confess everything. Like, you know, it was so bad. I would go to bed thinking like if I said like one wrong thing to my parents, I was going to go to hell, you know, that kind of thing. I had to really shake that off. And uh, right here, it says that the Lord is ready to receive you always. And so we can enter in even with our mess. And I, this is not a hyper grace thing. This is a Lord, here I am. Here's my, here's my devotion. Now let's sort this out. I'm here. I'm bringing myself to you. Now let's get through this together. And he's willing. He's willing to do that because he, he loves a thankful and cheerful heart. And then on to the next, it says, he's so loving that it will amaze you. So kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Now, if that doesn't make you thankful, I don't know what does. Read his word, stay thankful. Worship the Lord, keep that heart posture, stay thankful. Be tethered to him through, through, through expressions of worship and praise. Stay thankful, stay grateful. I guarantee you that will be the most, that will be the thing that will keep you the most steady. Try all the other things. Good luck with that. But I'm telling you, when you just look at Jesus, you will find the best results. And that looks different for everybody, by the way. I, I, not, you don't have to look like me. You don't have to look like whoever in this room. But your unique journey with the Lord, according to his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I guarantee you, you will find that source of thanksgiving and gratitude. All right. So uh, a couple more things here. Uh, one of the things I really love about this is the thought of knowing there is such a beauty in knowing that that the lord is good that the lord is faithful and in the sense of knowing we can stay in this place of thanksgiving and gratitude so i love about the scripture when it says knowing that he is good knowing that his his gates are open knowing that he is always willing to have us there's something about the knowledge and the sureness of saying i know that the father is welcoming me in i know that through the power of the holy spirit i have access to his heart and when we are sure of that we can stay in that place of gratitude and thanksgiving so when i say that knowing thing it's that we have to literally Discipline our spirits, discipline our hearts, discipline our minds, discipline our, f- our flesh to know that he is God. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying when I say no, that we actually have to be grounded and rooted and really believe? That doesn't mean we can't have doubt. That doesn't mean we can't have worries and fear, but that even beyond that, we are, we know that he has got us. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got every little detail of our lives in place in his mind and that we can even make mistakes and all that and still know that he is God. And I'm telling you, that's how you can stay in a place of gratitude and thanksgiving. Um, you know, one, one uh, I just want to tell one quick story. 
about just learning about Thanksgiving and gratitude. And it was a time, and I know we have a lot of people in here that know the feeling and maybe know the feeling currently, but it was a time we had our first kid and, uh, everything was just, you know, just like it was, it was a lot. Ellery was going through a lot. I was, if you know me, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I like to be in control. If you have a new baby, you are not in control. You get, you understand what I'm saying? Like everything was kind of, you know, whatever. And we were just tired and frustrated and all this stuff. And I couldn't find a reason to be thankful for any, anything, anything. I could not find a reason to be thankful. So the story's going to get a little graphic, but if you know me, I really don't like certain bodily functions. Um, and so it was my turn to, you know, do the, the, the changing of the diaper and, and, uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, Lord. Uh, I literally don't want to do this or whatever. For some reason, I was having a conversation with God during this time. No idea why. So I'm changing the baby. Well, the baby's a mess and it's one of those blowout kind of things. It gets all over me. Guys, when I talk about all over me, hands, chest, like it's all over me and I am dry heaving and, and it is bad. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like I'm like, you know, and all this stuff. And, and mind you, I don't know why I was in like the spirit at this time, but I was like having a conversation with God, changing my baby, thinking about being thankful. And all of a sudden, as I'm doing this dry heaving, I feel the presence of God come into the room stronger than any worship service I've ever been in. Okay. And I, I'm telling you, like, you know, those chill bumps in your hair is like standing up. The Lord shows up in my room while I'm covered in poop. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. And I, this baby's right here and I hear clearer than I've heard maybe ever, this is worship. And I start to cry while I'm covered in poop, changing this baby. And I start, I realize that even in the mess and the frustration and all the things in life, I'm having this conversation with the Lord. I'm asking him to help me stay thankful and grateful for this baby, for my wife, for the life that I have, all this kind of stuff. And I'm pushing through, getting through it, dry heaving. And the Lord is saying, this is beautiful to me. And for some reason, I felt a sense of gratitude and thankfulness that I had never felt in my life. I'm looking down at this baby. I have mess all over my hands, you know, and I think my wife was asleep at the time. If you know Ellery, she can sleep through anything. So I'm, you know, I'm dry heaving and she doesn't even notice. Um, And I'm just looking around and I'm like, and I'm just like, I'm so grateful. I am so thankful. And it's like, the, it's like stronger than any moment I've ever had. And I, it changed my life from there. I, I realized that even when I'm not feeling it, even when I'm not, you know, nothing makes sense. I can stay grateful and I can stay thankful because of the position of my heart. And I'm constantly just trying to conversate with the Lord in the midst of all the stuff. I'm saying, I'm going to do this unto you. Even if I don't feel like it, believe it, whatever, I'm just going to do it. And like, do you like it? And it's like, he was like, yes, I actually do. And and I kind of think he was giggling up there as I'm covered in poop. But there's just something beautiful about this that in like in, in Psalms 100, it's saying just, it's, it's so easy. We can enter in every day with Thanksgiving. We can enter into his courts with praise. It's a choice. We have to position our hearts. It's all about worship. It's not moments. It's a lifestyle of looking at him and saying, I want to do this with you and unto you. And from that place, we can stay in gratitude and Thanksgiving. 
And so I'm sorry if I grossed you out a little bit, but I just was like, I've got to tell the story. I've got to tell the story of my, of my, my boy. And so anyway, um, I, I, I realized from that day that something needed to change in my heart and that something needed to change in, in the position of my heart and in my soul and my spirit and my mind. And it's really helped me. I'm not perfect by any means. I still get frustrated. I still find reasons to, to not be thankful, but I will say that it has helped me so greatly to be able to realize in that little moment that even in the mess, I can choose to thank the Lord. I can choose to, to live in gratitude. And that really, I don't have to go search for things to be thankful for. He is what I'm thankful for. He is the source of thanksgiving. He is the source of gratitude. He is the source of all of that stuff. And I don't have to search. He's right there with me. Through the power of the Holy Spirit that points us to Jesus, he's right there. We don't have to sweat it out. He's right there. So I just want to pray that the Lord would just position our hearts to where we can look at him, stay in a place of thanksgiving, stay in a place of gratitude, and be able to, to know that we can go to his word and find exactly how to access that place and, and just stay in that, in that lifestyle of thanksgiving and gratitude through worship. And so, Lord, we thank you so much that you have made a way for us to be with you. You have made a way where we no longer have to to, to wait outside the, the courts. We can go in. You tore the veil so we can go in. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that we can be with you. We can live in the place of gratitude. We can live in the place of thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for your word that lays things out so clearly to where we don't have to search for the answers or we don't have to ask all these questions about, oh, how should I do this? How should I do that? You've actually laid it out for us to where we can go to your word and we can know how to move forward. Thank you, Lord, that we have communities of people like Queen City Church where we can go and, and find people and, and, and be able to talk and process and, and know how to point our hearts towards thanksgiving and gratitude. And Lord, we are so grateful for you. We are so grateful for the gift of Jesus. We're so grateful for the Holy Spirit that points us to Jesus. We are so grateful that we can look at you and always find joy. We can always find peace. We can always find hope in who you are. And so, Lord, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church.